Grand rising, everybody. Now we come to live. Spirit and coffee. Put my coffee here. Mm hmm. Of course, it's the coffee from the coffee. The coffee mug from the coffee and chocolate fair. Chocolates and coffee. Mm. All right. Some big, you know, things that have been going on are what um, tends to. Good morning, Radio Parlesque keep showing up the archetypal energy at least that's showing up for me um is the is the moses right <laughs> moses archetype um and i think it's timely if we started to look at the storyline we're currently in right the archetype of moses or the energy that's held by moses and every time i seem to bring up this archetypal energy um people tend to radiate towards the storyline of Moses. So yesterday we were talking about the Emerald Tablet. They believe that the Emerald Tablet was given to Moses' sister and then to Moses. And of course, we know that Moses had, you know, came down with the tablets and gave God's law. And so that has been such a huge archetypal energy. Um, yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> um, G, what, okay, what do we say? G, man gp man gp man japan <laughs> just kidding i don't know um hey betty how are you i haven't seen you in a long time um so moses is a big um he's a big figure right when we even when we talk about the bible we talk about that but if we looked at the character of moses right um, and we understood what he symbolized or what he stood for or how his character was um, needed at a time of uh, great upheaval or a time when people were were weary and they were done and they were exhausted and they were slaves and they were working. And so we, we see this storyline play out where he receives these emerald tablets and then he, he goes right to the Pharaoh and he says, yo, you need to like let my people go, dude. Okay, he doesn't say it like that. That's like the new age way we would say it. Yo, bro, what's up? You need to let my people go, right? Um, oh, yay. Hi, Elijah. How are you? <laughs> Cheers to you. We have Betty's grandson, the little Padawan on here. Hopefully he'll learn something or want to learn. So we see Moses and he has a staff. And this is important because when we think about the staff, if we if we looked at tarot, okay, because, you know, individuals um, don't typically look there. But if we look to the tarot and we looked at what staffs our wands are, it's our will. It's our divine will. So we know that he had to have great will and courage. It's also depicted as fire energy, okay? Wands are fire. So it takes fire. It takes the divine will, right, to stand up and say, yo, you need to let these people go. Um, it takes bravery, courage. Um, and he comes at a time when people are feeling shackled and chained. And so... I feel like is what's happening is that energy is what is speaking to us again. Um, that the energy of Moses is speaking through us and telling us like release the chains, right? Because we see it happening. If you look at um, around the world, okay, not, this is not just the U S or America, but if we looked at the world and the construct of the way a typical day goes, right? It's a nine to five, people are working, um, they're tired, they're not getting paid enough, paycheck to paycheck, not really um, able to get deeper into the esoteric works, right? Um, I, and if people have told me that, you know, I can't do my divine calling, I can't um, really tap into my spiritual welfare as much as I want to because I'm constantly at work at home. I mean, I'm overwhelmed with all this stuff and shackled by materialism, right? Because they've sold us this thing. Well, it was kind of the American dream, right? You work hard and then you have all of this luxury or whatnot. Well, we know it's not playing out that way. And as soon as the economy stopped, nobody wanted to go back to work, they felt the true freedom of what it was like to just exist, just to be, just to be able to construct our day the way we want it to. So think about that when we think about these bigger stories that played out, right? These biblical stories or mythological stories or the stories that have been told to us over the ages that Moses came 
in a time where he said, you know what? These people are slaves. Let them go. Let them go. And I'm here to say that we're at a place right now where we feel the same way. Let us go. Let us breathe. Let us just live our life. Did we really come to this planet to experience the things that we've experienced? Sure, we did because it was here. But there's something deeper there. There's something more. I don't want to say something more. There's something inside of us that understands that the way that we're playing out the game right now is not truly the divine essence that lives within us. I'll say it that way. That we we look at it and we look at the storyline and we're like, mm, I don't think so. Something is just not correct here, right? Now, I know Betty's living her best life because she's um, retired. And had she, um, you know, not got to retirement age or whatever, would she be doing this her whole life? Sure, she would have been doing what she's doing now her whole life. That's not to say there are people who love to work and do stuff, but what are you working on? Are you really doing the work that you love and enjoy? Do you feel like it's making a difference in your life and the life of others? You know, how is it playing out in your day-to-day, um, I would say, energy fields? Because you could say your soul, but your body is like the vessel for this energy potential, Right. Those are the things that don't get described in, you know, the school books. It's scientific. We're just a, a machine. We don't have any feelings or we shouldn't. Not true. We have feelings. We have energy that exists within us. Is that energy um, allowed to lead you? Or are you leading it or what's happening there? Or are you just playing into what other people are telling you? No, it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy. Sorry. It's hard. It's not easy. Um, to just say, hey, I'm going to let go of the nine to five. That's it. I quit. <laughs> you know, where, you know, the, the, the mind starts coming in, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? I have a family. I have to eat. I have all this stuff. So they've sort of set the system up this way. If we thought about it um, in ancient times, um, and let's just go into like native culture, right? They were living off the land and they worked in harmony as a community together. Um, but not taking more, not consuming more than they needed. And in these native traditions, they still actually do that. They take from the earth, they thank the earth, they take what they need and no more than what they need. Okay, so the overconsumption has shackled us in chains. It has, it has made us slaves to this, right? So Moses, again, being the one who shows up with the staff and says, you know what, release this release these shackles. We are at a time where we need to be able to open up our mouths and our hearts and our minds and stand firm in that conviction of, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be a slave anymore. I release the chains. I too am a child of God. So the deliverance or, you know, they go out and try to find the land of milk and honey and there's suffering in it. There's, it's not an easy journey when we let go. And when they let go, right. When they're like, okay, well, they're like, finally, all these plagues came, you know, you know how the myth plays out. Right. And what, what ends up happening, right. Or the storyline plays out is that they, they get passage um, through God's grace. Okay. And then they go to the, to the desert and they they're lost in the desert for 40 years. <laughs> and some of them want to go back. They want to go back to the old storyline, you know? So again, if we saw it from, so what I'm saying is if we look at today and how Moses can play a role in our life and how this particular energy or archetype plays a role, imagine letting go. Here's the thing. People are complaining left and right about our system, right? Um, you know, do we get the shot? Do we not get the shot? Do we this? Do we that? We There's all this back and forth. You can't force us this, that, the other. Okay, here's the deal. We all have a choice. And some people say, well, no, I don't. Because if I don't, I won't eat. Well, you do. They had a choice. They could have continued to um, stay there and be fed by the Pharaoh. Or they could have left like they did and suffered and, you know, and some even perished and died on that journey and quest to the promised land, right? So, but they had to let go of their comforts. 
it wasn't just like it was this beautiful golden city that was just waiting on the other side. That's not what happened. The story says it. So when we let go of this paradigm worldview or the shackles that we're under, what's next? Are you willing to sacrifice, right? Are you willing to let go of the comforts? That's the big question, okay? Uh, let's see, my personal experience working in corporate America is more stressful than all years in the military. Yeah, the nine to five lifelong is a heavy burden for people. Yes, it is. And this nine to five for it's the Ford model, right? I don't know if you guys know that it's a Ford model. Um, well, when productions started to come, uh, you know, we started getting into the industrial era and uh, Ford, Henry Ford, I believe is his name. <laughs> I get that wrong. But anyway, he started a production line and the production line was the start of Hey Shadow was the start of this particular nine to five job. So this is how it worked in the nine to five world. And it was it, it rose from that. And now we see it happening, not just in the U.S., but around the world, around the world. We see this happening. And what it's done is it's it's enslaved us. We're so we're enslaved to the system. Like, how do we get out of this system? Well, again, if we look at the way um, the way that, that it's constructed. Right. And we say, oh, shit, now we're in the nine to five and we're under the shackles and this and that. Well, let go. We don't have to choose it. But here's the deal. Who's brave enough to say, I let go of it? And the other day I was kind of thinking about this because it's, it's interesting. We see these tent people, um, you know, the individuals that were like, well, did they lose their mind? What's going on? And especially here in, in our community, we see all of these individuals that are what they call homeless. Well, they're not really homeless. They have tents. That's their home. And part of me thinks, you know, they're not live, they're not choosing into the system. They live in these tents. Now, is it comfortable? They're giving up their comforts of having, you know, a heater in a house and having a kitchen to cook and, you know, but they're living in these tents. So again, if we said, well, okay, I let go of this system, right? Like Moses said, let my people go, get them out of the system. Um, they've become, um, you know, the nine to five slave driver, you know, slaves. Um, then what they let go, they go into this land where they're lost and some people want to go back. We see the storyline played out also, even in the matrix, look at the matrix. The matrix is they take the red pill, blue pill. This is almost another retelling of letting go of the shackles and the chains that have binded us to this storyline. Okay. So what ends up happening, right? Um, Shadow, I'll get into what you just said. I don't think there's enough people working. I'll get into that conversation in just a second. So what basically we see happening, even if we looked at the matrix, right? The red, this is almost, I wouldn't say it's like the Moses story, but it almost is, right? It's almost a repeat. Now we see these storylines getting played out in different ways and they get played out in our own world as well. It is the hero's journey. It is um, the same storyline being played out and it's applied to the, the current day. The matrix, red pill, blue pill, whatever. He takes the pill that wakes him up and you think that the pill is going to take him to the promised land and it doesn't. It doesn't. In fact, his life gets harder. And we see one of the main characters say, hell no, I'm going back. I don't want to come. I don't like this system. Um, he didn't tell me what the truth really was. You know, people followed Moses into the desert. They just followed him as the leader and they didn't necessarily know where the hell they were going. They just took off. They just knew there was a promise to find the promised land, but they weren't sure where it was, what it was or how to get there. It was like they were wandering through the desert. Well, look at the matrix. He's wandering and he doesn't know. He doesn't know what was there, truly there. He just wanted to know the truth. He wanted to be released from the chains and the shackles. So here's the deal. Yes, we want to be released. Yes, we don't want to be slaves anymore. But to release the chains and to walk away means to sacrifice. Doesn't mean that there's going to be some 
magical promised land right away. That's something that has to be worked for. So people don't want to let go of the system. So there's this double scarcity there. So again, it's, it's an interesting concept because yes, we want to stand up. We want to rise. We want to be like Moses and say, you know what? Release my people, let them go. But where are we leading them to? That's the question. Where are we leading? Where are we taking them? It's going to take a new paradigm, a new worldview, and a new way of thinking and engaging. And that's what I talked about the other day. It takes really critical imagination for us to create a new way of existence. Okay. So we have, so as far as the, I don't think there's enough people working. Yeah, they're not working right now. And it's designed that way right there's there by design it's happening why good morning Praveen it's happening because they want us dependent on their systems because the more dependent we come on their systems right the more control they have over our life see it's the same thing so it's going to take a lot of creativity and a lot of us opening up our minds now here's the deal right? Um, is that why everything is falling apart in front of our eyes? Yeah, there's, there's tons of things falling apart. And what's needed right now specifically are individuals who can stand with their staff like Moses. Moses is a big um, archetypal, um, I would say myth story. People believe it, true story, whatever it is in the, in the Bible. Um, for others that are not necessarily christian or don't believe in all that i would say it's a myth so follow the myth you guys if you're not moses was touched by god though we all have been touched by god that's the point that's why you're here you wouldn't be in these dialogues if you weren't touched by god this entire show is about spiritual alchemy and our connection to god do you see not all the devil worshiping going on. So we have been, we are the ones, you are the one. God talks to you. God lives in you. You have a connection with God. Okay. We've all been touched by God. God is within us, right? And we are all connected. Yes. So we have a staff. We have divine will. Okay, that's really what the staff represents. Um, and if you want to go back and do some research, spiritual alchemy talks about divine will. Divine will is fire energy, and it usually is depicted by a wand or a staff. And that's what Moses had. He had a staff of will, divine will. The will to what? The will to stand on God's principles and laws. Okay, so we... Stand firm in God's law and we hold our staff. Not an easy thing, though. You see, here's the here's the deal. People are like, yeah, that sounds great. But how do we do it? Well, it takes courage. It takes being brave. None of these individuals throughout history were. Um, <laughs> it wasn't just easy for them, right? It wasn't just, uh, no, it took a lot of courage. You think that it was easy for Moses just to go to the Pharaoh and say, yo, um, I, you need to release all these people. Yeah, I don't think it just went down like that. <laughs> okay. And that's not what happened, right? So <laughs> it, it was hard. It was difficult. And he kept saying, please let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. And then God came in an intervention. So for us, what does that mean? Right? We could start by not breaking God's law. Absolutely. So shadow, that would be you holding firm to the principles that you hold. That would be every individual on here saying, this is God's law. This is the law that dwelleth within. This is the staff that I hold and I stand firm. Remember, we're in a spiritual warfare. We, you know, people think we're in a physical warfare. We can be in a technological warfare for sure. But really, our spirit's being tested. It's being tried. It's being pushed. It's, been it's being turned. It's been churned and turned. 
I hold firm, but that's not what society tells us is right. Well, of course it's not. Go back to Moses' story. Okay. Go back to the story of Moses. No, it's not new. But right now we're in a cosmic warfare. I mean, it's beyond. Here's the deal. I'll explain it to you this way, Shadow. There are things called, and I talked about this the other day, there's things called the tower events. Tower events happen in our life, right? Where things get totally destructed, destroyed, and fall apart, okay? And these happen in, I would say, microcosms, you know, in our daily life. We're going through a global tower event. This is not just an event, a tower event. Everybody, every single person has been impacted by the new the storyline. Okay? So so for you, so here's the deal. Now you can get caught up in that, right? Right? You could get caught up in, oh, there's too many, they're controlling the world. The reality is is there's neither right, wrong, good or bad, okay? It just is. People are going to there's going to always be this, in the, especially in this three-dimensional time space, there's always going to be dark energy, dark matter. It's part of it. And there's nothing right, wrong, good, or bad. The question is, what are you choosing at the end of the day? You cannot control what everybody else chooses. That's not, that's not the fu our function. We're not here to force people into believing. You can't, in fact. It's not possible. People have to choose for themselves. So you have the power to choose for yourself. You have the power to choose if you stand firm. But I can't sit here and tell people, oh, you must. No. If you want to choose the shadow and you want to choose what we call sin, which sin, again, is not what people tend to think it is. Sin comes actually from ancient Greece, which means missing the mark, meaning that you're in two, in either one extreme or the other, okay? Go back and read the etymology of words. Understand what words are saying. Words are the key, partially, to understanding the dialogue that's being constructed. Dialogue creates story. Story creates and shapes the reality that we see. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing. Why do we have corporations, corps, dead entities, in the Bible, right, if we go back to the scriptures, now you don't have to see the scriptures as some people are like, well, I'm not religious. Don't look at it from a religious perspective then. Look at it from a law book. Look at it as law. See what happens. Changes your perspective. You read it differently. And you start to understand that there was a law that says, do not breathe life into dead entities. We have allowed these dead entities, right, corporations, remember corp, go back and do your research and look at the etymology of words, and you'll see that corp is dead, right? And we have corporations, we have, we have let these corporations act as though they are human. We have breathed life into them as though they function as though they are alive when they're not. Okay, so it's understanding the entire system and how it's operating. Once we understand how things are operating, now we can do something with it. Let's see, I just want to go home already. This place is getting ugly. Oh, okay. Uh, I choose Jesus a long time ago. Okay, let's see. Somewhat but it's uh despairing okay disappearing okay in america we have free will other countries not so much okay so let's let's talk about this because um okay it seems like uh shadow maybe took off i don't know but free will um there's the and let's look at it from a, a different perspective of the storyline right because again thinking about it conceptually from other perspectives. Now, free will is a question. Do we have free will or is it determinism? So there's these two thoughts, especially in philosophy, right? And we look at philosophy and we say, well, free will says that we have the free will to choose. Um, but determinism says that everything's already predetermined. It's already to happen the way it should happen. Okay. Well, 
I see it this way. I believe that we're all predetermined to return home as Shadow said. Home meaning a place of peace and tranquility. A, a place of that we, we don't know what we don't know. The place where God God is, right? Which God is everywhere. But back to the source, back to the oneness. Not so far disconnected from what we think God is. But true oneness with God, okay? Because we are God. And eventually we go back, right? And the way to describe it, would, the best way I think or the best myth you can go to is the Brahmin. Brahmin falls asleep. Brahmin wakes up, remembers who Brahmin is. Brahmin is happy, falls back asleep, storyline continues, okay? That's Hinduism. But we can look at it from different perspectives. But it's predetermined that we will wake up. That's what I believe, okay? And the predetermined wake up, meaning we are God, we are one, and that we will connect back into source. Now, free will, what does that mean? Free will meaning that we have the opportunity to choose the path that we take to get back there. And sometimes we make the craziest choices as a humanity and as a people. Okay? Collectively and individually, we make some really weird choices sometimes. Sometimes we make some really great choices. So we're looking at, at free will and what it means. Now, when we're talking about it from... Um, what you guys are talking about, right? The free will of America or the governments, right? Remember, is there really free will within a system like the government? Well, I would say this. America has loopholes because of the way that it was designed and structured, okay? America has loopholes to... Um, accommodate those who don't choose to go a certain way. They created it that way. It was constructed that way where other countries didn't. So we were looking at, right? So we're looking at um, some crazy storylines. Now, here's the deal. To take away somebody's free will to do something is probably one of the greatest sins, right? Is to coerce somebody into doing something that they don't choose to do. Now, this happens throughout history and the consequences are detrimental. It never goes the way that these people want it to go. And individuals get hurt in the process of it. And we see it happening today. That's why we need people. That's why I'm talking about Moses. And that's why Moses' energy is showing up. It wasn't easy. You think, like I said, you think he just went to the Pharaoh and said, yo, you just got to let these people go. They're like, are you kidding me? They're the ones who are constructing these cities and they're the workers. And without them, everything would crumble and fall apart. No, we will not. You're out of your mind. I don't even know what you're talking about. So if we looked at the construct of what's happening now, they forced people to do those things. And it didn't turn out so well for them, did it? And yes, people got hurt. People got killed in the process. I'm not saying this world is easy. By no means would I ever sit here and lie and say, oh, it's let's just spiritual alchemy is not about kumbayaing and pretending that everything is just peachy keen here in this three dimensional time space because it's not. It's just not. Everybody knows it. <laughs> There's tons of suffering here. When someone burns your skin, it hurts. Someone slices you, it hurts. Right? There's even broken hearts. Our hearts feel. We feel, we have feelings, we have senses here. Yeah, no one ever said life is going to be easy. It's not easy. Here's the deal, though. We are more powerful than we understand, and that is the big key here, is to understand how to utilize the power that you have within. You are powerful, and they're never going to tell you that. You're always just going to be ordinary. That's not true. You're not ordinary. 
and we have the power if we stood together let's just say this let's just look at it, look at it from this perspective really quickly let's just say that the archetype the energy of moses radiated in even one person in every single country just one okay we think about the power of of moses right we think about that that energy that was that God said, here, you have this energy. Well, we all have it, but we have to do the work to get there. And in that energy, if we had all of these individuals starting to rise together, if there were five Moseses in the entire world, there was only one back then. Imagine what mountains can be moved. Imagine the, the waves and the tidal waves that we can create. But is it going to be easy? No. And are people going to want to go back to the old systems? Yes. Letting go of all of this might be walking away from technology, walking away from the comforts of our home, being lost in a desert and recreating and reshaping a new earth. How many people are really ready to do that? Let's just be real here. We can, we do have a choice. Even those individuals that are in systems where they feel like they're being forced, you know what they're being forced? They're being forced for their day-to-day um, -day survival. But they could survive if they knew how. They could go out into the woods, construct a tent, live out in the... Um, hey, Bahram, how are you? <laughs> live out in a tent um, on, you know, on the edges of the world. But are they willing to let go? Are they willing to let go of all the comforts? See, that's the difference. Are you ready? Are you willing? And it says it even in the Bible, give up all your possessions and follow. That's not so easy. Okay, let's just be real. It's not so easy. Okay. How many people truly take that path? I give it all up, let it all go, take it all. I'm going to the mountains. I'm going to uh, have a tent and I'm going to learn how to eat from the earth and not have to go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? It's like we <laughs> we have to let it go. So yeah, we're not we're not going to change the system by playing the game, their game. It's not going to happen. It, it just can't. That's the old paradigm. It's the old worldview. It's the old model. It's going to take us being courageous and walking away from it fully and recreating something different. Now, when we recreate something different, will it be the same? I'm sure it'll play out the same storyline. We're going to start with great intentions because this shit keeps getting played out over and over and over and over again, right? <laughs> Same stories. We repeat the same patterns. We don't learn our lessons, right? We used to like, let's start a new world. And then it's, it starts off with good intentions and it ends up distorted again, right? The minimalist lifestyle brings peace and happiness um, as an inside job. Yes. And it's really, I would say right now here, I, I just... I send my heart out to those in places. Um, I send prayers, love, and light to places that are feeling like they don't have a choice. They're feeling bullied and pressured and pushed upon to live into systems that they don't necessarily agree with and that they feel like their free will has been taken away. And I, I pray that, yes, God, let them go. Let, let those people go. Let, let Telling these people that are trying to control, let them go, right? And we ask God. We say, God, creator, universe, whatever you believe in. I don't, it, to me, it doesn't matter. You know, I use God as a generic term. I don't really know what creator is, but I do ask, right, that those people, that the chains be lifted. Like, stop it. It's not okay. Like, shame on you people. <laughs> we love you because we love no matter what. But nothing, it doesn't, look, it doesn't play out the way they want it to ever. And it's never going to. <laughs> we know this. History repeats itself. 
it falls apart. There's no way they can control every single person on this planet. It's just not possible. It's just not. They don't have, they don't have, it's not. Humanity will rise, will create something anew, will let go of the old, and some people will stay in the old, clinging to it. Some people will go to the new and then want to go back to the old ways. See, we're in this shift. It's a big, huge shift. It's a tower event. It's a cosmic tower event. It's not just a small tower event. It's huge. And it's impacting every single person on the planet. Except for those who maybe live in the forest and don't even ascribe to any of this BS. See, there are, I still believe there are some tribes out there that um, live completely off the earth. Those are the ones that are going to rebirth the earth. Those tribes that are not socialized into this craziness that we've created, right? They're in harmony with God's law. They're in harmony with nature. They're not 50 times removed from nature. So they work with nature. So it's an interesting, right? And we can go on and on and on and on and on and on forever. The reality is, is we need, we get to, or we ask, we should just say this, universe, God, please touch the hearts of those who have the ability to rise to the occasion like Moses did with their staff, right? To have the will, the courage to stand, to speak up, to hold the principle. And when we hold that principle, right, that we free the chains of those who don't want to be enslaved, that know that it's not right that understand it's not right, that are looking for a way out. Give them their refuge. Give them safe passage. Show them the way. See? Everybody deserves safe passage, refuge, and protection. And that's what I wish. That's what I speak into existence at this point that people find their refuge and people find their safe passage and that those who are really calling forth that they stand with their staff like Moses did and they said let me go let my people go let my family go and that they find their safe passage okay with their staff and their and the will to do so okay that is my wish. <laughs> that is my prayer. I shouldn't even say it's a wish. It's a prayer that I fully embody, that I articulate, that I vibrate, that the frequency, that the words, that the language, that the tone, that everything vibrates into the cosmos and out to these individuals. And there you go. That's what I that that's what I have to say today. Um, are you in Florida? No. Uh, I'm not in Florida. Uh, uh, why do you ask if I'm in Florida, by the way? Because I was thinking about moving out to Florida. I'm in the land of the aliens. <laughs> I'm in the land of where the aliens exist. Uh, let's see what Chris is. I'm sorry, Christina. Uh, Christina. Hi, how are you? We also have free will to choose what's already in line with predetermined. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly great. Your accent. Ooh, I sound like a Floridian. I have an accent. Where are you from? Are you from Florida? You're from America, I think. Right? I think you said that. GP, man. I didn't know Floridians had accents. I'm from Dallas. Ah. Well, the accent that you're hearing is actually from New Mexico. Um, born and raised in New Mexico, the land of the aliens. Not, I'm not from Roswell, but uh, trust me, Roswell was a big part of our life. Um, and I've gone, of course, to the alien place because I love aliens. So, oh, um, where else do you stream doing these shows? 
Um, I'm stream everywhere. I'm Pandora. I am on Amazon. I am on, um, ooh, so I can't even think of where I'm at. I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the Apple. Oh, like right now I do Facebook live. So I do Facebook live and I was thinking about switching over to Instagram live, maybe, perhaps, I don't know. But here's the deal. And this is interesting. And I'm just going to kind of touch on it really quick for you, Byron, because I know this is a, sort of what's happening with you. Um, there is a certain language that you speak um, and the way that you talk that can help you talk about these um, bigger, what you call, may, might call conspiracy theories without actually being... Um, I've never been tagged or they've never told me that my content is inappropriate ever. I've never had that. Um, I know I should do a YouTube channel. You're absolutely right. And I should probably go live on YouTube instead of here, but I have like eight followers on YouTube. I've done Facebook. This whole thing started on Facebook, to be honest with you. And I started a long time ago, like four years ago on Facebook. And then I went to Podbean um, as an extension. And then uh, what I really want to do and what I really get to do is um, to get a computer where I can stream. I started streaming live because I don't, I just do Facebook live and then I do this, but I was streaming live across all of the channels. Um, and then I have the camera, I had everything set up and then I stopped doing it. And it's really what ended up happening is it was getting too big, too fast. And it was just too much. And I felt like I had to go back to my roots um, because this is not about a, you know, having, I'd rather have quality followers than quantity. People who are truly on their journey to transcendence that are under, want to understand truly spiritual alchemy and the esoteric wisdom. Part of that does incorporate what we call conspiracy theory because it's really truth seeking. What are we looking for? What is it that we really want to get out of understanding what is happening in the world in the way that we see it? There's so much to unpack there. There, I mean, it goes back to history. I mean, every subject under spiritual alchemy, I can go from one subject to another um, very easily because spiritual alchemy is all encompassing. You see, it has shaped, spiritual alchemy is has shaped the distorted craziness we've seen today. If you go back, you'll know that spiritual alchemy was utilized in a way that was, was incorrect. I'll just say that, or was used to manipulate or bend reality into this false reality that we see today. This false understanding, money itself false, not truth. Abundance being tied to that money, our currency, which is not where our abundance and currency should be tied. The real abundance that we have is our time. Time is, so I do classes on time um, alchemy and time currency and how to utilize time because that's really the abundance that we have. That's where it exists. We are the abundance in motion and our time gives us the ability to utilize our vessel in motion. So we have done all of this weird trickery, which is what they've done, our manipulation to create this distorted illusion that we see today. Right. And the distortion that we see that's that's arising within the world, it, we, we believe it to be true. We believe that it's true that money has value. It doesn't have value. It doesn't mean shit. None of none of it means shit. Take it all away and we'd still have what if we just got rid of all the money system and everything. OK, it's all gone. Boom. Nothing. Well, we still have the earth. We still have food and agriculture right? We still have all of this and we still have time. Time hasn't stopped just yet that we know of, right? At least that I know of. I mean, there's times where it feels like that's a whole other conversation, but I'm going to get into the time conversation, but right. We still have time. We see the sun's coming up and going down. The moon's coming. It didn't stop. Money's not buying the sun. Money's not buying the moon. And money's not creating the agriculture. You can't plant money in the ground and grow food. All a lie. It's all false. But we have attached ourselves to that false reality and made it true. 
and believe it to be true. So much so that if they got rid of it, people wouldn't know what to do. They believe it's so true. So they depend on it so much that it's the real truth. And it's not the true with the capital T. So they've taken all of this shit and distorted it and twisted the storylines in ways that we can't even comprehend sometimes. You're looking at it and going, what the hell am I seeing right now? I don't even know what I'm seeing. I, I don't watch TV, you guys, but I can tell you what. I work at the gym one day a week. I go to the gym and we have to turn on the TVs for the people at the gym. They like to watch the TVs. And every once in a while, I get a glimpse of some program or some commercial. And I'm going like, what in the hell is, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even understand what's happening. I'm like, what are they programming people with? Like, what is this? It's weird to me. It's so far removed from who we are. It's this false reality, this distraction that they're creating so that we can get what? So we can be distracted from what is real. It's the weirdest shit. I mean, I, I get kind of, it's like this eerie feeling when I see it. I'm like, whoa, even I hadn't heard a commercial in ages, okay? And then I finally, one day I was at my sister, she had this TV on and she turns it off when I go. It irritates the hell out of me. TV really does irritate me. I like movies and I like shows, but commercials and, and fake laughs in the background, all of that has always bothered me as a kid. I was always like, oh, turn it off. It's weird. It's superficial. It's, it's this weird, I don't know how to explain it, okay? other than that. But then I heard this commercial that was about, you know, medicines. And I've heard them before in the past, you know, take this for this and this and this. But literally, I hadn't heard a commercial in like probably 10 years. Okay. And then I hear this commercial about this medicine. And I was like, but it could cause this, it caused that, it caused this, it caused this. And I was like, what in the world do people really take that after they hear all of that? Like, are they really okay with putting that in their mouth after they hear that? And yes, people are. They take it willingly. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm confused. Now, it's not that they're right, wrong, good, or bad. I'm confused that people are programmed so much so that they can't hear what the language is coming out of the TV. Listen to what the hell is coming out. Or don't. It's up to you. Sorry, I'm getting a little preachy. I get a little passionate sometimes. Listening to what the hell's coming out of the TV. Listen to it. What words are they speaking? I'm like, holy Jesus, what the hell are they doing? They're able to say this stuff? And it's okay? Oh, my God. It trips me out. I'm like, whoa, this is like, what kind of weird world are we, what in the hell are they talking about? What kind of programming is this? I can't even, and all these new programs that come out, um, there was something, uh, what was it on TV? See, I don't know any of this stuff because I don't watch it. And it was like, uh, uh, these fictional characters they're they sing and I don't know I just to me it's it's so far removed from our true essence of who we are it's a total distraction and it kind of has this eerie feel vibe to it for me now, I'm not saying for you now is it right wrong good or bad no it, am I saying people that watch these things are bad people no am I saying that they're ignorant this that no what I'm saying is they've been programmed that way that is the way they've programmed people to believe it's normal, to believe that it's real, that it's true. It becomes their truth. They wear it as the truth. So when I say stand as Moses, like release those people from the, those shackles, release those people, wake them up, open up their eyes, show them what truth is. That isn't truth. Those are false truths. And it misdirects and redirects people in ways that we can't even comprehend. It's interesting. MK Ultra. What's MK Ultra? Tell me what that is. What does that mean? So the dialogues and, and, and the things that we talk about, remember, 
that we get to say it's not right, wrong, good, or better. We don't get to choose who chooses what or when or how or why. But we stand firm in our will to know that we're standing in our truth and the truth of who we are and letting that power rise within you so that you can stand firm. Even like me, I think about it. If they came and said, you're going to do this, I'm going to stand firm and say, no, sir, you are not my God. You are simply human and I choose not to. So thank you, but no thank you. Does that mean I'll be crucified? Perhaps. Does it mean I might be shot? Perhaps. But I stood firm in my principle, right? That's what I choose. Now, I'm not saying that's what you need to choose. You can choose to live in the old programming or the new programming, I should say, that's happening. You can choose that and there's nothing wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with people that do. That's their choice. MK Ultra is a CIA operation, CIA operation from 1955 to 1975 where they used LSD. Oh, and other forms of brainwashing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Techniques in America soldiers. Yeah. TV is uh, the MK. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Sure. Um, yeah, they did. They used uh, psychedelics. I do know what you're talking about. Those studies that they did and they um, try to get people to visualize what was going to happen or what's going to happen or um um, or talk about or depict and they've done a bunch of different um, type of studies on the brain and all that stuff um, yes using LSD and other stuff so yes they've done all of these um, uh, projects to try to figure out really what they're trying to do is rip us away from free will that's I mean it's that simple they're trying to take away free will and they can't do it because we're designed that way that's how human minds are are designed we're designed to have free will the kardashian show was on tv for 20 years really i have never watched a single one i didn't even know who they were for i don't know how many years and then everybody's like you don't know who they are i'm like no why why would i know i don't <laughs> you know what i do after this show you know what i do i read and i do my well i'm in a master's program right now but i read I read and I um, am creating, right, my myth. Who am I? Figuring out who am I. I read and then I work on my company and then I do Kung Fu. Like that's my day. And then I work out and then I spend time with my family. And the things that I read, I'm very picky about. Um, what I was reading was the Emerald Tablet, which I didn't read to from today, but the Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Um, and then I have sh tons and tons and tons of books that I can recommend. Even if you did audiobooks, if you're not a reader, or if you did, um, yeah, audiobooks, you could do that. But I read, you know, I travel, I go hiking. So it's kind of funny because it's like, I'm so, there's a little bit of this and that. And I know Bahram too, and in a way you kind of touched on this is that I don't keep myself updated with some of the stuff that's going on. And a guy the other day, it was funny. He said, well, what do you do if, what would you do if there was a, a, a an explosion, a bomb? How would you, or where, how would you take cover? And I go cover where there's like a bomb or nuclear warfare. Where are you going to take cover? There's nowhere you're going to take cover. First of all, secondly, I don't want to be, I'd rather get blown up in the damn bomb and let, let it go happen quickly than to suffer the radiation that comes after. Like, I would rather just get blown up. <laughs> I told him and he's like, oh, I guess ignorance is bliss. And I said, it's not about ignorance. I'm not ignorant. I just, I know who I am and I'm not afraid to leave this vessel or this vessel to be left behind. I'm not afraid of that. I'm okay with this vessel. I know this vessel is going to go away at one point. So why should I be afraid of that? So so it's it's an interesting concept to think about though, right? And so understanding what's happening in the world. Now, I do believe, and one thing that I do like to follow um, in world events is weather. Weather to me is a really 
a cool phenomena. Sometimes I can feel when big events are going to happen and not all the time. Uh, tsunamis I felt. Um, and um, there's like people say they have predictions. I predicted tsunamis. Why? Because I, your body, if you're in tune with the earth, everybody gets a signal. Animals get signals. They're not, we don't call them prophets. <laughs> We're connected to the vibrational frequency of the earth. We're connected to it. It's part of us. We have these vibrations, but we don't tap into it. We don't listen to it. We're so far removed. We don't hear it. Back in the day, they could probably sniff out and sense when something was going to happen. Our ancestors knew this stuff. They weren't distracted by everything else and light, especially because we've been polluted with light. They were able to see the stars. Imagine what the night looks like without all this light pollution. You know, they did that on purpose. Take away their ability to see the stars in the heavens and understand what's going on. Well, we can't unless you're like in the middle of nowhere. So there's all this light pollution that takes away from us even being able to see the sky and understand and really look at the stars and see the celestial beings that are out there. Well, we can't do that, right? Unless we're in the dark and most people aren't. I guarantee everybody on here has light pollution and they can't see the stars. Okay. So, of course, I'm going in all different directions. And as I said, the house of spiritual alchemy is under all. So there are so many different directions we can go. We can go in 50 billion different directions. Any direction you go into can be talked about under the umbrella of spiritual alchemy because it's everything. Okay. It's the process unfolding, the unfolding process of nature. They say it's the transmutation or transformation. And we can say that, yes, it's also the unfolding of natural law, the unfolding of these storylines and, and, and the way the world is actually blossoming. We see the lotus flower being the depiction of uh, under spiritual alchemy, right? We have the Buddha who um, is the, has the lotus, or we see the lotus girl, the lotus flower. It's an, the unfolding of events, the unpacking of events. So, so much more to talk about, you guys. I feel like I could be on here all day. And why? Because I feel very, um, I, my heart hurts. Okay. My human part of me, my heart hurts for those people who feel like they don't have a choice and they're feeling forced into something. And, and it hurts. It hurts for the world, like to the point where I'll cry because I feel really bad that I can't do anything. I don't know how other than to get on here and remind you that you are powerful, remind you that you have the ability to stand up. It may not be easy and it's not the easy road, but stand with your sword, stand with your wand, stand with your staff and you stand there and you say, this is who I am. And I, I, I wished in some way that I could do more. I wish that I could make it all go away. Right? And that's the human side of me. That's the, the Natalie grounded to the earth side of me. Where I just say I'm sorry that humanity has done such a disservice to the power that we hold within us. That, it, that we've been done a disservice. And it's very sad to me. That's the human side again of me. I just want you guys to know you're powerful, right? People are like, well, I don't understand because I get emotional in here sometimes, just so you know. That someone could believe in you that doesn't even know you. That someone can know that you're great internally doesn't even know you I don't know who you guys are but I know that the greatness exists within you and that you're powerful and that they've done a great disservice to humanity by taking that away or trying to or lying about it and saying that we're not we're great in that we have the ability to choose yes but also to connect and work in harmony with God's law and understand it 
and create something beautiful from it. Not this distorted, false crap that we see happening everywhere. Just remember how powerful you are. I've seen too many people. I've had friends kill themselves. You know, this is... It's, I don't just talk from a person who hasn't experienced the darkest parts of life, because I have. I came from... God, if I told you the stories I've gone through. This information wasn't given to me. I wasn't born into it. I had to learn. I had to teach myself. I had to pull myself out of the darkness. So remember that you guys have the power to do that. It wasn't just for me. It wasn't like, oh, Natalie, you're special. You're the only one. No, that's bullshit. We all have it. All of us. Every single person on the planet has that potential. And that's what they're afraid of. God forbid we wake up to our light. You are the light. You are the remedy. You are the abundance. You are great. You are powerful. You do have the ability to rise above. And you matter. And you're worthy. Okay. <sighs> now that I got that out of my system. <laughs> the tears so there you have it um a pretty long podcast today an hour long pretty long one usually go about 30 minutes but um there are people on here that i um obviously i get on here for the people that are here to learn and and understand so um i love you guys so much just so you know, <laughs> I send you love and light for those who are not in the U.S. and don't feel like they have a remedy, feel like they're getting forced into something. I send love and light and prayers, and I send you safe passage and refuge and protection because you deserve it, okay? Yes, you're so welcome, GP man. Of course, um, love you guys. Have the most fabulous day ever, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Mwah. Bye-bye.